if you're listening to this, you tripped and fell into the lineup podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm so excited to get the ball rolling on this. It is just a podcast to help us share our stories as athletes, help us listen to each other, and help us learn from different athletic experiences that people have been through. Whether you're a current athlete, you've hung up the cleats, or you're something in between, first and foremost, we're all humans. We've all been through it. We're all going through it. So let's just help each other out and try to have some fun while we do it. So without further ado, this is the first ever episode of the Lineup Podcast. Okay, this is week one, episode one of the lineup. This week on the lineup, we have none other than Alex Oz. Oh, hello. <laughs> okay, you guys, she's super badass, so we have to go through the resume, and honestly, I probably forgot stuff. I had to do some research, I'm not going to lie, because it's, it's a thick resume, Alex. I didn't, like, you have a lot on your resume, so if I miss something, just bear with me. In 2013, Alex was a Towardton finalist. Um, for those of you who don't know, that is basically the equivalent of a Heisman, like a very, very prestigious and competitive award. And she was a finalist for that. And then she was a former member of the USA Women's Lacrosse team where she won a World Cup. Um, She is an Under Armour athlete and she was voted Baltimore's best fitness instructor of 2020. She's currently a finalist for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Let's, we are going to get into that. That is so cool. And she's a pro athlete. And then on top of all that, maybe... The most important thing is she's a Terp. She is formally a Terp. So that's super exciting. And it's just really awesome to sit down and get to know Alex a little bit more. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so pumped. The first guest. I know. So this is the first podcast, you guys. So bear with us. <laughs> me, mostly me. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this podcast. Again, because it's the first one, but also just because I think you have so much to offer. And I think that you are really inspiring to a lot of young athletes. And I'm excited to just, you know, get to know a little bit more about you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. So recently you got engaged. We're going to start there. (laughs) (laughs) We have to. Let's hear it. Yeah. um, So, yeah, I just got engaged to Marcus Holman. He's actually a Tar Heel, which was uh, (laughs) definitely. Did you ever play in Sydney? Are you too young? No, I think I'm too young. Yeah. So, he played lacrosse at Carolina. His little sister played lacrosse at Carolina, and Mm. his older brother played lacrosse there. Dad coached there, and mom coached there. (laughs) Here you are as a Terp coming. Yeah. So, um, uncharted territory, definitely like a little bit of a house divided, but we met. We were actually both toward and finalists. Oh my gosh. So we met there and then kind of have always known of each other. Reconnected about three years ago um, in San Diego at a lacrosse. Like, it's so lacrosse heavy. It's like, it's like disgusting. <laughs> like, like lax rack couple. Yeah. Everyone's like, you're going to have like six crossing at your wedding. I was like, no. Um, your kid's going to come out holding like a lacrosse. Um, but yeah, so we got engaged over my birthday right before I turned 30. And it was like the most special weekend of my life. Got yeah. to be around my friends, family. It was so nice, and we're just excited to kind of start this next journey together and, you know, make a family of our own. And Yeah. Yeah, we're pumped. And so you guys are doing Destination Wedding? Yes. Where is that going to be? Tulum, Mexico. Yes. So we went on our first trip there two years ago and fell in love, and I probably fell in love with him mostly there on that trip. And I was <laughs> That's like, sweet. We always go, we travel a lot together. He's really passionate about traveling. Um, we're passionate about that, and we love doing it, so... 
we kind of went and we were like, we always ask ourselves after we go somewhere, like, would you go back here? And yeah. Tulum was one of our places where we were like, 100% Absolutely. we will go back. So why not go back with yeah. 100 of our closest friends? That is so <laughs> sweet. What a good way to like get to know someone traveling. I mean, yes. before obviously you're marrying him, yes. so it worked out. But that's such a good way. I feel like you're just like, you it's all out. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. You know, like when you're traveling with someone and you just like want to get away from them. Yeah. Like, that's the worst. There's nowhere to go. You're just like stuck with this person. You're like, oh my gosh, like I want to leave. So that's a great way to get to know <laughs> exactly. someone. Okay, so next we're going to talk about Terps. We have to yes, start with Maryland. Um, alumni to almost alumni. Well, technically, I guess I'm an alumni. <laughs> but I'm still playing. Um, I just want to know, like, maybe some of your favorite memories, things that made you fall in love with the school, things like that. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny. I feel like when you're a Terp and when you're in it, you, like, are so consumed with, like, your best friends and mm-hmm. the coaches and, like, oh, we have such an incredible culture there at mm-hmm. the school in general, like, I feel like everyone is so proud to be a Turk, even yeah. people that didn't play sports. Like, yeah. You just have this Maryland pride um, that's really cool to, especially both of us being yeah. from this area, it's cool to have people just really feel passionate about that. And you feel it when you're there. Yeah. And then once you graduate, you're kind of like, you, once you start talking to other people and you and you realize that people didn't have the same experiences right. that it's you true. had, yeah. you're kind of, you know, it's just a whole nother level of gratitude for the coaches yeah. and for what they allowed us to have in our experiences as players and as people yeah. and kind of, to be honest, what set up my foundation for like everything. Like true. everything I do, I learned from my experiences at Maryland. Like yeah. whether it was being a great teammate or winning or losing or uh-huh. like not passing a run test. True. Or passing a run test, you True. know what I mean? And then even past that, just trying to like figure out what my purpose was post college mm-hmm. without playing a sport ever. Yeah. Um, that was probably like the toughest for me and I wouldn't have been able to do that without Kathy and without yeah. having them kind of guide me and you know help me figure it out having those yeah mentors. well that actually takes me literally right into our next point is the transition post college um I don't know whoever's listening to this it could be five people it could be you know whoever's <laughs> listening I don't know who knows but I did tear my ACL and I struggled a lot with the transition I wasn't even done school but I struggled a lot with the transition from being an athlete to not being yeah. an athlete is the best way to put it and I still had sports to play so I want to know more about after college where your head was at being, you know, super competitive, a strict schedule to stick to, people telling you what to do. Yeah. Every day, you know, you're on the line. What does that look like after school? It is bizarre. It's yeah. it's really one of the weirdest feelings in the world. And it's more because you go so long with not even for me it was never like I needed to feel accomplished by playing sports, but like that's just what made me feel my worth. Like, right. Being with my friends every day. I I'm like I like to work hard and I like mm-hmm. to have fun. So it was, that's what made my day feel fulfilled was, yeah. was being with them. And then, you know, waking up the next day and grinding again towards yeah. something that um, was super exciting. So for me, luckily I actually was like in a deep depression after my senior year. Mm. And I had never tried out for the U S team. Cause I just never really felt that one, probably I was scared I would make it, but then also I, um, just was really focused on Maryland mm-hmm. and didn't really want to leave on weekends when they had to. And um, they had just had a World Cup 2013, and I was kind of like, well, crap, like I missed my boat. And yeah. then Ricky, who was the coach at the time, called me up, and I was, it was kind of like my second chance. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was nowhere near the same. It was definitely like, having to, you know, train on your own, having to do, having to find that self-motivation instead of having someone tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. But at least it gave me like a carrot at the end of the tunnel to be like, this is what I'm working towards, which I realized for me is, is always what I need. I'm Mm -hmm. like super goal driven. So 
whether it's like now, weirdly enough, it's like the Sports Illustrated stuff. Like yeah. I always have some dream that I want that I need to like have. It's just now it's about finding out how you want to do it on your own right. instead of having like your best friends to look yeah. right of you, like making sure you're doing it or going right. through it with you. So right. It's weird. I think also for me, that's why I started coaching. That's why I started teaching fitness because uh-huh. I loved the community aspect of fitness. Obviously, yeah. 2020 has been weird and we haven't been in person, but I loved coaching and I loved teaching because I loved working out with... It kind of was yeah. the only thing that was similar to going to practice together. Yeah. Like going to a fitness Having class. these people around you. Yes, yeah. 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 I get that. I love those fitness classes. I, I always like joke. I'm like on my bike. And I'm like, let's hit it. Like, <laughs> let's get after it right here. Like sometimes like me and my sisters would be like working out and we just like have to have that vibe or like yes. that energy because without it, it, yeah, it can feel so draining. And so I was just curious after school, how you kept that going. And clearly you found a really good way to do it. Yeah. It's, it's different for everyone. I think it's also one to prepare yourself for post-college. It mm-hmm. was like, not putting all of your sense of worth and love and like loyalty into your sport or or your happiness into your sport. But I'm so much a person that like I get swept up in the moment. So like Mm -hmm. when we were in season, I'm like, we're in season. I don't care about anything else. Like, right. I didn't go to school. I didn't go to class. (laughs) Kenneth would probably say I agree. (laughs) Like that was me. And so it was tough afterwards. Physically, my body was changing and like emotionally. And like, I, I didn't even have structure to tie me down. And also I was working with my teammate and so I didn't go into an office every day right so then I really was just like it it was odd and definitely probably took about two years of me figuring it out for me to finally figure out what my passion is going to be and how I can reroute those feelings of being competitive and all that into something else yeah and you're at an age even if you weren't playing sports before you're at an age where it's you know your body is already shifting and then on top of that you know every single day we're training we're lifting we're running we're playing sports hours yeah (laughs) and you don't realize how much time you put into it and then I feel like it would be like no matter how much you do on your own outside of a team you just feel like you're never going to be in that same body that you were totally. as an athlete yes quote and unquote. also it's like you have so many outside factors like right I, I mean I know don't get me wrong like being a division one athlete your day is scheduled out to a minute but post-college you don't have that scheduled out to yeah minute. and then you maybe work an eight-hour job day and yeah you're too tired to be able to you know work out before and after and like yeah. you said you don't have your teammates I actually lost all my muscles really I got like super skinny and yeah it was, it's weird because it I was still playing, so I actually was super frustrated because I wasn't, like, I would see the ball on the ground, and I, like, couldn't get the ball. Because, like, <laughs> You're my, like, come on. But, yeah, literally, my legs were, like, giving out, and I just wasn't used to not being powerful. Like, that's a yeah. lot of my game, so uh-huh. it was really frustrating to have to, like, put in the extra work or work with a trainer and, like, yeah. invest in yourself, like, spend my own yeah. money to, yeah, have to like, that's true. in shape. Yeah, it sounds like it almost feels like, you know, when you're, like, going into college and you get all those trainers and you, like, <laughs> work with different people to, like, make sure you're at, like, the top of your game. It sounds like it's, like, that, but post-college and post-college for different and reasons. you don't have your parents yeah. actually for <laughs> yeah. it. So yeah, and like, it's your credit yes, card. That's yes. what I mean. Yes. Yeah, that's tough. I love that you brought that up because that's something that all athletes are going to go through, like no matter how competitive you are. And I think that it's super important we like start thinking about life after sports yeah. and what life has to offer because it is so awesome and we are so much more than just athletes. And it took me until my ACL tear, which is almost embarrassing to say that like I didn't, I didn't, not that I didn't have time, but in a way, yeah, I didn't have time to just sit down and think about things that interest me outside of sport totally. and things that it's I'm like curious about. Identity. It is. And, and you don't think about it until you're forced to almost. Yeah. So it's important that we like we should all start thinking about it before we have to 100% and I think like you said I mean I'm 30 now and I it's like I did this awesome like reflection book that one of my girlfriends made she's like a female um, transformation coach and she Mm -hmm. 
And one of it was just like, what are your interests? And I, like you said, like I, I mean, my, my interests are still sports and something fitness related. And right. there is more like it's taken me until now to really be like, this is who I am as a person. And, it, and lacrosse is, of course, what's made me who I am, but mm-hmm. it's not all of me. Right. It is true that like thinking about things that aren't sports when you're not forced to, it's just something people don't think about. I know. <laughs> you have to. So that's interesting. So I know a lot on your Instagram, we kind of got into this um, a little bit with the transition, but just the confidence piece of like yeah. being a female, being a female athlete. Um, and I honestly would say like a male dominant you know, profession, how did you find that confidence? And I know you said it took till your thirties, um, to be like completely confident, but what changed for you? Any big shifts, anything like that? Um, so it's like, uh, confidence is probably like one of my favorite things to talk about. Mm -hmm. I think because it's literally the key to everything. I think that, um, even if you want to grow, if you want to get a new job or anything in life, and I didn't really, I unlocked that power when I think I was about a junior in college when I was like shift I was playing my my whole college career but my junior year was really my breakout season and it Mm -hmm. was like it took me being like playing free and playing like Alex I should play yeah and that was because Kathy had confidence in me yeah and I realized that up until then when I was younger confidence stemmed from other people like they had to give me confidence and then Mm -hmm. I felt great and then now I think post-college I've really learned that um it's all about like yourself and mm-hmm. knowing yourself and mm-hmm. it's like like we were just talking about with self-reflection and stuff like that like I just read the other day it was like how are you going to be confident about anything if you don't even know yourself you're not going to like put your right foot forward if you don't even know how you're going to respond to things or how you're going to feel about things right. so whether it's good or bad to me it's always looking inward and seeing like whether or not this is something I actually want to be doing mm-hmm or posting or going after if it aligns with my goals and mm. then the biggest piece for me is like putting in the work like yeah you can't like I, it's so simple but it's like if you're going to take your driver's test and you don't study a second you're not going to be confident but if you study right. and you practice and you yeah. do this then like you're going to go in you're not going to think about it and you're yeah. just going to let your body go yeah so that's and that's how I felt when I played that's how I feel now it's if I actually figure out my why or like if I work at it or if I if I'm prepared then there's no lack of like, there's no insecurity there. Right. About it. And it's also just like knowing what you're actually going, like what you want to do, you yeah. know, and what you're going for. And especially in the realm of like the Sports Illustrated thing or even my brand in general, like what do I want my message to be? And just right. having actually thought about that and thought about what I'm passionate about, you don't have like any insecurities if it's something that's true to you. Right. That's you know? true. Yeah. It's also just allowing yourself to be vulnerable, maybe, 100%. because especially for you in your platform, I mean, we were just talking about it a little bit before, but like, everything you do is seen by people. So you have to be sure in what you're saying because you have to be confident what you believe because you are so vulnerable and you're so exposed that like, it's almost like in the jungle, like the smallest, like they like smell weakness and people are just like (laughs) ready to pounce. Like, so the fact that you're so sure and so like set in your message is huge. I feel like, especially with like social media. Yeah. And I think also like, I mean, I'm human and I Mm -hmm. definitely mess up. Yeah. I've messed up a lot. Same. I think it's also just like owning when you mess up when you make mistakes and also owning your faults. That's like something I feel at least I was not as good at doing when I was in my twenties was Mm -hmm. like being strong and mature enough to say that I was wrong because you're just so defensive. Yeah. And And you know everything because you're 22. (laughs) So to me, it's just like owning, you know, if you mess up, you mess up and just owning it. And, and I honestly learned that from lacrosse because I feel like as a player, I couldn't hold on to when I was messing up. And Mm -hmm. so in order for me to be not as hard on myself, I would just voice when I messed up, you know, and then it's just done. I try and do that now with my life. Like if I know that I've messed up with a friend or with Marcus or 
or on Instagram even if I've offended someone like mm-hmm. I will own it and say I'm sorry right there's no you know there's no pride loss yeah it's so funny because when we're like watching film and stuff like that we'll be watching a play and I'll just like completely mess up I'll be like oh <laughs> and in the middle of film I'll be like wow that was so bad like Liz what are you doing and Candace and Kathy will just like start laughing they're like no that was so bad I'm like I see that like I see that and they'll like laugh I'm like what was I just doing like why so I'm able to like on the field be like okay yeah I messed up but I agree with you that in life it's a little bit harder to take like serious things seriously and be like oh I did mess up like that was on me but even you saying that in that film room is like you being a great leader because it's showing people below you that and younger than you that they can admit it they think of you as like you're you know an all-american captain like if you can admit that you or or that you do mess up yeah then it's okay for them yeah yeah Yeah, it's so funny I'm like what am I doing (laughs) (laughs) I don't know okay is there a favorite game or a favorite moment in sports that you remember that you were just like, oh, this is it for me? Like, this is, I mean, obviously yeah. there's some national championships in there. There's a yeah. World Cup. Like, there's a lot to choose from. But anything good or bad, maybe a game that, like, was really tough and you were like, this is. No, I mean, I think there's, there's. Oh, I always talk about, you know, losing in the national championship. And obviously, like, the, like, the, how sick it was to win a World Cup. Like, that was just, like, the coolest moment ever. Right. Um, but for me, like. At Maryland, I think, and it's, and I know, and I know that it's not this way at other schools. I realize I'm, um, I'm not an X's and O's kind of person. Like I like to feed off of, you know, go with the flow. Yeah. We're running gun offense. Yeah. We do. (laughs) And, um, the biggest thing I learned and what I, what really gave me confidence and what gave me, what, what made it fun for me was those games where like I would achieve that flow state and not even like. You couldn't try and make a bad pass. If you, if you know what I mean? Right, like where it's not so scripted, yes, it's and like fun. The, right, and the ball's just flying out of your stick. Yeah. And you're connecting with your teammates. And I just think that's what, like, Maryland is so great at. And I think it's hard to get there. Like, yeah. I, I'm sure you guys do the same thing. But, but it works because lacrosse is not a game where it's, like, golf, where, like, the train is the same the whole time. Like, right. You have to be able to roll with the punches and take what someone's right. giving you. So, the, I mean, not any game specifically, but those games where, like, as an attacking unit, we were just like every person was everything's working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just felt like you know, like the ball's zipping around. Yeah. like those are just moments where I, you know, you, you like the time just like could stop because I was yeah. so much. Fun. Yeah, and you're just not thinking about it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, those are so fun. I, I'm like, I miss that, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm still playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Sports <laughs> Illustrated. You see it on the paper right now. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> I want to hear all the ins and out of it. Like what like yeah. what is it how did you find it I've always kind of like looked at it I've always had something that has been alluring for me and honestly I've never thought of myself as a model I've I've shot for Under Armour a dozen times now and even mm-hmm. still afterwards Marcus is like my model fiance I'm like no I'm not a model <laughs> stop, stop, I was stop. like I'm just a lacrosse player like, you know, like, they took a few pictures exactly. I don't know <laughs> and it's so dumb that I just like hold on to these weird like labels of people but I feel like in my mind and when I grew up models were size zero right six two like gorgeous yeah and that didn't have a muscle on them but like still had tone in my head I just always thought of like Tyra Banks as a model you know like yeah. all those Victoria's Secret Angels like I just didn't I couldn't I couldn't ever even think of myself as being there and mm-hmm. I actually ran into that too when I was at the ESPYs two years ago mm-hmm. I was like like I felt odd even being at the SBs, but I was like, no, like I'm a professional lacrosse player. Right. Like, I should yeah. be here. But yeah. it's, it's it's a weird thing that I think women do and also women female athletes, we don't see ourselves in the light that like yeah. we should or or are deserving of because yeah. we're just like and I was there with Paul and Paul Rabel's just like walking around like it's nothing. Yeah, he like, probably owned the place. Yeah, I was like, all right. Like, <laughs> he like a, knows the guy behind the yeah, doors. So like, like, he's a lacrosse player too. Right. Like we are equals here. Like right. why am I not feeling 
as you know like and it, it's it's all in my own head for sure right. but so I'd been thinking about it for a while and then um, a girlfriend actually sent it to me and said they were doing a virtual casting and I was like oh well that's kind of cool because I don't know that I ever would have spent the money to fly to Miami and yeah. do in-person casting I kind of like we just talked about just sat down and like wrote down why do I want this like mm-hmm. what is it because I like want to be in a bikini and look hot like, yeah you know? like what is it about this iconic brand that like is so important to me and like right. what is my message and I really just like kept thinking about like my girls that I coach and mm-hmm. like me being 30 years old now and not feeling like you know insecure in who I am and like mm-hmm. I do really also think that like your body changes it like you there's so many studies that show that like you don't become your like peak athletic or even like self until you're 27 like your body is like adjusting and changing so often it's why people don't actually have like acl tearing injuries when they're older because it's set exactly so and i felt that like i felt like okay this is who i am this is the body i have and i'm and i work hard for and i just would hear like my little girls i coach just like talk about themselves in like really demeaning ways yeah i know i'm i'm a victim of it too i just was like F that. Like, yeah, it's true. You are amazing. And like, I think people, women with athletic bodies are gorgeous. And it's because we work so hard, not for aesthetics, but to be able to like. To be the best. Yes. Yeah. And like, that is worth celebrating. And like, I think that so. is worth like showing young women that like, that's beautiful as well. To me, I just think like, it would just be so powerful, not even just me, but to see, and, and Sports Illustrated is already doing it. They already mm-hmm. have athletes in yeah. there. And I just think to me, I was like, wow, like it would just be so, it would legitimize lacrosse yeah for sure when you come trendy to say like normalize normal bodies because i'm not gonna sit here and say right. my body's normal like right. i work hard right to be able to play at a professional level so yeah it's not normal yeah and i but i want young girls that are that do have thicker thighs because mm-hmm. they are sprinting all the time yeah you know to feel good about it and i remember in college i would like look at like the sorority girls and <laughs> yeah. be like, how are you wearing that crop top and those jean shorts and like i'm wearing sweats and i feel disgusting like, right compared to you but it's not a compare like it's just so yeah different. everybody's and every- different and everyone is beautiful in their yeah. own way yeah and so yeah so that's what made me kind of go after it i put out my casting video and it's just kind of been a whirlwind yeah and i did my first virtual casting with them so that was um like end like end of december like, okay right before the new year and it was just so cool to meet like MJ and the team, like yeah. the chief, and like Jasmine Sanders was on their Golden Barbie. Yeah, on the cover. I was like, you're, so <laughs> you're cool. like starstruck. Yes. <laughs> and it was just crazy to like just talk to them about myself. And it was so vague. It was like, and I've never done a model casting in my life. Yeah, like, like what do I, you even do? I like, texted all my model friends. I was like, what do I wear? Like, like make sure you have good. Light. How do you make smile? Sure you like, <laughs> so, but what was so cool about it, and like this is why I love Sports Illustrated Swim, is that like it wasn't even about how we looked it was straight up meeting us and finding out what our message is why we want to do this yeah. and like that's just to me it is just so authentic and like so much more yeah. of a brand yeah oh my gosh like, yeah. who looks good in pictures like if this was truly just like who looks beautiful then like they would just talk to modeling agencies and right top and they would be done with that yeah, yeah. Like, so it's so it's just so cool like the culture they've created and that they're genuinely like trying to find people mm-hmm. that are that have something to say yeah and like want to make a difference so yeah so that's that they said that there's not really much else they're like they know they're like we have to have a magazine come out in july so there will be an end to it but covid Uh, has just made everything so crazy that um we don't know next steps but honestly like i could like be happy with where i'm right yeah and it's i mean it literally blew up like yeah and it's so cheesy but like 
I've learned so much about myself and like mm-hmm. you said being vulnerable in a different level yeah like, ever like I I think the most vulnerable you can be is like in a bikini right yeah in a bikini <laughs> on Instagram like yeah, yeah. so and, and to me like being an athlete like it's liberating to like take those photos of yourself I've only yeah. ever done like strong like like right. cutting like muscles yeah. like you know what I mean so like or like plain pictures exactly like so it's yeah. liberating to kind of just like see like the women like womanly feminine side of yourself right you also want to celebrate yeah yeah no that's so that's so awesome and like the celebration of like the female athletes Mm -hmm. and going back to what you were saying about your young girls that you coach so I coach like younger girls just like in small groups and same thing they were talking the other day and they went up to take a shot and she was like oh I'm not gonna make this and I was like hold on it's just small things like that where we just need to like nip it in the bud and I was like no you're gonna even Kathy like when you step up for a free position she's like you're gonna say that you're gonna make this shot like I'm gonna make this shot because I'm a badass and I can make this like so it's just small things like that that we need to start implementing in young girls early and I think that what you're doing is doing it whether you know it or not like everyone sees it so I think it's so awesome I appreciate that yeah and it's crazy too because like like little boys have no problem right like they're all so confident they're like I'm better than you I'm bigger than you I'm tougher you can be like five four and he's like 110 pounds like I'm bigger than you like you're just okay I'm like you're right (laughs) that's so true yeah I don't know what happened to girls so we don't have the confidence but it's it's coming around I think so it's coming around I think so yeah it's exciting to see okay so playing for USA I want to hear a little more about that after college um in the midst of your transition you try out for USA how did that look and how'd that feel um, if like completely honest, it felt terrible. At really? First. Yeah. I was, um, really out of shape. My stick wasn't sharp. I was just, you know, had taken six months off cause I was like so done cause yeah. we lost and I was literally depressed. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I really didn't take it seriously and, mm-hmm. and I, it's embarrassing to like admit now, but, uh, it took those coaches and just, I had a, te- a bunch of teammates there with mm-hmm. me just to kind of be like, okay, like that was your buffer weekend. Now right. <laughs> Let's lock it in. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you're right. And, but it was weird because it had, the world cup had just happened. And, um, I mean, and I'm sure you feel the same way, like four years for the next one just felt like eternity. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, there's just, I'm going to do this just to do it because it's like such an honor. And I can't imagine ever not like, it's so cool to play mm-hmm. for your country and play with the best in the world. But I was like, I'm not going to make this team. I'm not going to be around in four right. years from now. Right. And I don't know what flipped with me, but I kind of was like, again, starting to get in the groove and like feeling really excited and like to play again and like mm-hmm. confidence because I mm-hmm. was like putting in the work again. And, like, and I just am one of those people that like, I don't feel great about something when I'm not, my heart's not in it. Right. Yeah. And once I kind of made that decision after probably like two weekends of just like not being my best and feeling yeah. really shitty about yeah. how I was playing and just not being in shape that I was like, all right. If I'm going to do this, like, do it. Like, yeah. put your foot down and commit to something. Right. This is not how you've ever done anything in your entire life, Alex. Like, yeah. stop having the sob story that this isn't Kathy coaching yeah. you. And yeah. this isn't the Terps. It was like, get over it and, like, mm-hmm. understand this opportunity that you have that, like, only 18 people in the world have. Yeah. Like, so, once I kind of put my foot down, um, I got in, like, probably the best shape of my life mm-hmm. and um, just grind it. And I, yeah. like, really... Still, the weekends were tough. Like, I don't care what anyone says. It is the biggest honor in the world. But, Mm -hmm. like, it is the most pressure you ever feel. But then, like, flipping your mindset. I just had to flip it and say that, like, pressure is a privilege. Getting to work hard and play with the best is something that not everyone else gets to do. And so it's really hard when I was so, like, that's what I love about the sport. I love Mm -hmm. 
grinding and I love having like someone have your back when you have a bad day or mm-hmm. a bad play or a bad weekend. And not that we didn't have that, but like what connected us on the U.S. team was winning. Yeah. Like, and I know that's what we had at Maryland. You just spend more time together. You right. Classes together. You have runs. You together. see literally the best and the worst yes. of people. And yeah. Like when it's when you're only together for a three day weekend and you're competing for the same four spots with eight girls like yeah of course you want to have your back each other's back but like you have to kind of fight for yourself right it was a weird shift for me and it's something that taught me a lot yeah um, and everyone comes from different backgrounds different 100%. schools where they played for four years for completely different people yes so and, that's probably tough and, and how do you make your impact like yeah. in maryland i had the ball on my stick almost all the time mm-hmm. on us i became primarily a finisher like right. i barely dodged right and which is fine and, and to me it was more so like how am i going to get on this team yeah and i looked around and i think that's really important especially for people from high school to college and college to potentially us or pro is not putting yourself in a box like Mm -hmm. do it like looking around being aware and assessing the situation and saying okay she's so much better of a dodger than me so i'm actually gonna cut every time she dodges. right you know what i mean yeah not being so head first and like i have to score to be noticed yeah and i loved the role i played Mm -hmm. there but it it was it was definitely weird and and it's like we said, it's hard to have confidence when you're used to having confidence or like trusting a system, trusting uh-huh. the process, trusting your coaches. And it really did. It took honestly four years until, yeah. that, until that World Cup team was announced for me to finally take a deep breath and be like, OK, I love this. Yeah. I, yeah. The whole time I was just stressful business, business. Uh-huh. business. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. just different. And I feel like it goes full circle about like the confidence, because if you don't have the confidence in yourself, if you're not sure in what you play for, like how you play, then yeah, you can get lost in that. Like, well, I'm not, I'm not dodging. So I'm not doing what I need to be done. So like, I feel like it goes back to that. I have confidence that you can put me here and I'm going to be fine. Or you can, you know, make me a dodger, make me a passer, uh, make me a finisher, whatever it is. And having that confidence to know that like, I'll adjust and I'll be good wherever you like place me. Yes. And it's also, I mean, Marcus says this all the time. It's like his goals are always like just to let the game come to him. Yeah. And, like not try and force those situations. And you're going to have your opportunities and just being able to finish when you have them. Because like at Maryland, I would shoot, okay, I don't even know, too many times. Okay? <laughs> but once I got to US, I was like, oh, I'm only getting the ball five times. So yeah. I have to score yeah. all five times. And not like, you know, make my, but like to create shots right and once I kind of just flipped my mindset to just being a finisher like it, it really it's just like what's your role find what you're good at and just do it and yeah. most of the time it's what your coaches are telling you to do so yeah like, <laughs> like I feel like, yeah. like how do you like I'm not getting any playing time I'm like okay one stop turning the ball over and two just listen to what <laughs> yeah your yeah and then they're like wow yeah they're like that's incredible you're like okay <laughs> I'm like literally I played in Maryland because I just like scored when I got the ball yeah. and just like didn't have to like create for myself you know, mm-hmm. if you're surrounded by that many great people you have to do less yes yeah yes. it's so true it's so true um okay so that kind of takes me into my next point of recruiting yeah so it's so different now even I mean since you were recruited then since I was recruited and even now it's so different so I want to hear about your recruiting we can talk my recruiting then we can yeah. just kind of talk where it's at now and the best way to go about it because I mean I think again it goes into confidence a little bit but um just the best way for young girls to kind of get looks yeah um so mine I feel like is actually a little little bit more similar to now because they just put the rule back in that Mm -hmm. you can't talk to them until September 1st of their junior year which I think is fabulous awesome yeah I was being like eighth grade like I was 13 I didn't even know like I don't how did I make a life decision yeah I I think about it often I mean it worked out but like that's insane right but it doesn't for a lot yeah yeah I just think to me like 
I like everything. I'm like, that's my problem is I like, I could find something I like in almost everything. <laughs> yeah. And I was that way with school. Like uh-huh. I loved, I loved this school. I loved this school. My dad was like, oh my God, just, <laughs> like that, that's why he made me look at every, like I, I visited, I think 15 schools. Oh like, my gosh. Um, and my sister went to everyone. She hated her life. Like, <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. Nicole's like, oh my God. I know. But uh, Maryland was actually my last visit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Caitlin took me out to dinner like we went to pot belly got to meet the team which was really important to me and mm-hmm. which i think is cool now is like when you meet the team you actually will play with those people yeah. like when you visited it was like, I'm like i was probably there no <laughs> you were alex you were like the director of ops or something and i remember theo was a freshman and she she was like out and that's the only person that was there wow. when i got there yeah it's so different it's so different and so i mean Luckily at Maryland, the culture, like we recruit the same yeah. person, yeah. but it's important to see the culture and see if you'll fit in or, mm-hmm. um, and to me, I think it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword because everyone's like, if you were to tear your ACL, will you still love where you go? Right. But also lacrosse takes up your entire life. So you better love lacrosse. Right. Like, I, you can't just be like, I am diehard. Like if you don't like the coaches in the program, then you're going to be miserable. It goes both ways. Yeah. So, uh, Maryland just was the perfect fit for me. Kathy just like sold me. I fell yeah. in love with her. How could she not? I know. <laughs> fell in love with her. Fell in love with just the school. I wanted to play in the ACC. That's where we were at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, I think that that was my story. And, yeah. And I think, so when did you commit? So I committed going into sophomore year, summer wow. going into sophomore year. And I was just about to say that that's where it was so different for you and I. Like I was being recruited and at the time, like I was 14. So uh, I'm only thinking lacrosse. I have no idea what I want to yeah. do with my life. I'm literally just thinking, where can I win a national championship? Right, yeah. So I'm looking there and I want to play there. And it worked out that like they had what I wanted to do in school and the school aspect and the sports aspect. I knew I wanted to do a big school. I knew I didn't want to go anywhere small. It, I mean, it worked out that I loved every aspect of it, but at the time, I'll be honest, like, I just wanted to play for the best right. program. Yeah, and I mean, that's basically how I was my junior year. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wherever I can win. Yeah, I mean, it's super important, and mm-hmm. I think that's, you're so lucky, and I don't know that you're, like, I think you're in the minority in that. Yeah, be, oh my gosh, yeah. Be happy with everything you did mm-hmm. making that decision at such a young age. Because basically when it's like, like, I know when it was like freshman year, like that's basically your parents' decision. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I couldn't even drive a car. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go here for college. Yeah. And my mom's like, you don't know where you want to go. <laughs> She's like, shut up. Exactly. She's like, get in the back seat, get your booster seat yes. and hop in the back. <laughs> like, so crazy. Exactly. So it's like, I mean, and now I think, so I, we, Christy and I run a club program and yeah. we get to talk to, we've seen the gamut of people mm-hmm. going division one, division three deciding to play or transferring or you know committing and then decommitting and um it's I think the biggest thing is it's everyone's journey is yeah. their journey mm-hmm. and it's like I try and tell my girls this social media is my favorite thing and the least favorite thing in the world but right once people commit and they're like Carolina 2045 2045 yeah. like, you know like <laughs> yeah like it just puts so much pressure on you and then you feel like oh my god like whereas like when I was going through my like recruiting process I don't know about you but like we didn't talk about it oh like, no we didn't know who was going like where until you committed and, or like, you showed up on like the first day and you're like oh you're my you're my roommate exactly <laughs> like, exactly and so I think it's cool that people know but it's also like you have to understand that that's your four years, not your friends. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter if your friend Sally is going to Duke, like you probably wouldn't love it at Duke. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's your or, journey. Right. And mm-hmm. so like, don't, I think to me, like, don't want, don't commit anywhere just because of what, how it looks to other people. Yeah. Like if you, you love something, you love it. And yeah. It's also like, don't like biggest advice is like, don't rule places out. Like yeah. never ever think you're better than somewhere. Like you need to be so grateful for even the fact yeah. that people are offering you a spot. Like mm-hmm. I think people, people 
there's a common misconception that like everyone gets a full ride like yeah and full full rides like of course there's diff- they do it differently other places but yeah like, in lacrosse we don't we're not a headcount sport but the average scholarship is like 25 percent right which is amazing because they're right any yeah like, any spot yeah and i think that's like what i try and tell people is like instead of be like stressed being stressed out about it trust the universe you're gonna end up where you're gonna end up if you're doing the work yeah. that you should be doing agreed and it's all gonna work out don't stick your nose up to anyone you have to be grateful like this is someone's full-time job and they are putting their their job is to win and they're right. going to and they're betting on you yes, exactly. <laughs> and like no pressure but yeah don't be like you know above that right. and above anything right or don't think that a school doesn't want you because they only gave you 10 percent. they're still offering you a spot on their team and like you like once you get to and then just prove it yeah who who has what oh my gosh no you don't talk about it you don't think about it I don't obviously know about other schools there's no politics involved if you're the best you're gonna play and if you know you prove yourself and that's where you are I don't really know anyone I don't know anyone's scholarship she doesn't care what anyone's scholarship is where you're from where your last name it's like you're just gonna play for the best and yeah once you get there you have to prove yourself right like everyone else I think it's also important just to have that conversation with your parents and Mm -hmm. see what they can afford or what what you would have to have yeah I think just trying to enjoy it there's really like not any other time in your life that people are like fighting over begging for you (laughs) come visit i'll buy your lunch yeah i should have went on more visits just for my lunch (laughs) i know i didn't take advantage of that okay so this is the final question um this is kind of vague but what is the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten god i this is like so hard for me it's like different it's different in like every stage of my life. I will say my like, and this is a Kathyism. I would say yeah. for what's happened in 2020 and where we're going now is expect nothing, be ready for yeah. Everything. Like that is just like, <laughs> that's gonna go in my grave. Like literally, Kathy Reese, expect nothing, be ready for everything. Like it's just it's a great quote. It is, and it's like I think she would just always say that with just games and who we're playing mm-hmm. and the weather and the rest, and it's just like especially this year and especially the craziness of what's happening right now, like job wise like life wise people have been laid off like it's just there's so much that has happened and like there's a difference between having expectations and goals like yes. having goals is like of course something that you're going to get to but the path to get there is probably not going to be straight you know get off of it come back to yeah, it yeah be like, a little lenient yeah. yeah but like expectations i feel like really set you up for failure of like or being insecure or like yeah. not being confident because you have these like things that you have to have and like at uh-huh. the end of the day like it's like you make plans and like the universe laughs. Season. Right. No, you know, literally. Like, <laughs> you're like, okay, this just isn't happening. Literally. Everyone's like, what are you do for your wedding? I'm like, I feel like I'm just planning to cancel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm thinking Mexico, but honestly, yeah. in the backyard. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. It's something that if you truly try and live your life like that and just be really grateful for everything you do get, um, I think it's a great way to live. I know people get mad at me and are like, I'm not going to sit here and say it's all rainbows and unicorns. Oh, everything that happens to me. Like, I've had dark days. Like, right. everyone else. Yeah. This, especially this past year. But it's it's shifting and not wallowing in that, like, dark time. And just uh-huh. be, like, be ready for it. Like, yeah. what are we going to do next? Yeah. Or if you don't know, bouncing back and just getting, like, that. And that's life. And for yeah. me, too, I think because, like, I'm a little bit of an extremist. Like, mm-hmm. I'm definitely, like, like, I'm just... High energy and yeah. low energy. Yeah, like, that's, that's me like, too. <laughs> me too. My mom says that all the time about me. She's like, you're either talking 100 miles an hour or you're like <laughs> silent. Like you're mute at the table. I'm like, I don't know. It's just how it is. Like Sometimes, you know, you're just riding the wave and it it's just is. scratching. <laughs> um, I like love that piece of advice because... I guess it's almost two years. When I tore my ACL, so I had all these plans. So I was... Literally, I remember Alice Mercer in the locker room. 
at us. She's like, where are you going? Um, what are you doing after this? And I was like, oh, I literally have a flight to Spain in a few hours. Like I'm going home, packing my bags and then heading to the airport. Oh. And that was like hours before I tore my ACL. And then obviously God. I couldn't even walk. So like that was canceled. And that was the year of my 21st birthday. And then I was supposed to go to Spain for a few weeks and then come home. And I had flights to Nashville for my 21st birthday. Oh. So then I couldn't do that. And then went to school, had no idea what's going on. You know, I have a whole nother year in school. I, I thought I just wanted to be done, all this stuff. So basically, long story short, my plans got shifted and I had no idea what was happening. So I was like, okay, I'll study abroad this summer. Like, right. no big deal. COVID no, hits. Really? And I'm like, okay, like I cannot win. And that was like, it was this past year really where like, you know, I've been hearing Kathy say, expect nothing, be ready for anything my whole four years. But it was this year that I really like, took that to heart and I was like you know I can't like keep making these plans and like being stuck on these plans I can make these like loose tentative plans and I can you know be excited for them but to be be like this is the only thing I'm doing this summer and then like no like you have to just kind of fly by what is it I don't even know that (laughs) 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 it's something like that I don't know (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about but yeah you just have to be like flexible and you just have to be ready for anything and just making the most of like what you have so like I didn't go to Nashville but I remember like my friends planned like a little like surprise party for me and it was really sweet I was on the couch but it was like those moments that like I you know like it's just a, a wholesome, a different kind of suite where you just have to be flexible and ready for anything. Totally. And I mean, I think it's like, like you said, like just flexible is the best word and just yeah. taking, rolling with the punches and taking it. And of course you're going to have your heart broken here and there, but it's mm-hmm. also just like not stressing and too yeah. long on that. Let yeah. yourself be depressed for like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let like, yourself feel it. Go through it. Be in your bag. Get yourself some ice cream. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so like, oh, I mean, I have like eight friends that had canceled weddings. And it's just something that you have to just realize, especially this year, everyone's going through it. Yeah. Like everyone's yeah. having to do it. And I think to your point of like wanting to travel, like now we're just going to be so like, I remember the first time I went out to dinner post COVID. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Someone's serving me. Like, <laughs> you're you know, like, where am I? And whereas before you don't, you're not as appreciative because no. you're just like doing it all the time. Yeah. So I think like now traveling once it's safe will be just like the best thing. And yeah. You're so really going to appreciate it. Yeah. No, that's such a good piece of advice. Shout out, Kathy. Yeah, but it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> we hit on a lot of different things, but I think confidence is like the biggest thing and what you preach and what basically like one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you is just because I think that you, again, have so much to offer to Aww. young athletes, young females specifically. Um, and I just love what you stand for. And I think that obviously being a Terp helps. Yeah. So I think that this was just a really good way to start. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for having me. I think also like what's important to note about confidence is that like I'm not confident every single day. Like, right. It's something even me that like you have to choose to do and you yeah. have to choose to work on. Like yeah. I don't wake up every morning and say like, wow, you look amazing. Like, you feel great. <laughs> Go, girl. You know, like, I have not been getting sleep recently. Like, I don't feel... Like, I yeah. dark circles on my eyes. Like, I don't yeah. feel great, but, like, it's just trusting your training and just yeah. keep getting back to, like, yeah. what you know works for Yeah. You. And, like, any athletes, any sports, like, you're just, like you said, keep training, yeah. keep working at it, and, like, it's going to get easier with time and with practice. So, yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah. Okay. Wait. For having Of me. course, Alex, this was so good. I'm so happy you did this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Next week on The Lineup, we have former Maryland running back Jake Funk.